Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are Knee Deep in Tech. This is the third pre-Ignite special episode thingy <laughs> of Doom. Of Doom. Yep. Even. Serious stuff. Yeah. We're getting closer. We are in two weeks getting closer. away until we leave. Two weeks from today. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> I had not thought of it that way because that means that I'm going to need to get more toys. Definitely. Yeah. So this episode is aptly called What to Expect. Yeah. And we'll go through everything you need to know at the conference. Mm. How to behave, what to do, what not to do, and what you can do after the conference closes. Oh, yeah. So let's start with a vital component that we sometimes lack the skills in. Uh -huh. Communicating. I don't understand. Exactly. Um, when you are at Ignite, it will be a huge venue. It is indeed a huge venue, yep. And you'll, you can't expect to have the best Wi-Fi coverage at all time. Right. There is Wi-Fi all over the place, but especially during the keynote and during... Uh, between sessions, it can be quite crowded and uh, um, it's sometimes struggle to keep up. Oh, yeah. It's it's the same with pretty much all the huge um, um, conferences out there because the network guy says, okay, we have more stuff. We have more people than we've ever had. This is going to be a breeze. And every time the same thing happens, the Wi-Fi kind of falls over. Yeah, because the better the Wi-Fi, the more people will use it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I usually mix Wi-Fi with LTE. Right. Um, and that's dependent on your carrier. Your carrier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's dependent on your carrier, what you can expect to... If, if you're a US citizen, you'll, of course, have your normal um, data connection. Mm -hmm. But if you are traveling from abroad, review the options before you leave what will be the best option for you when it comes to buying uh, abroad plans or what it, whatever it could be. Because roaming can kill you. Yeah, it can be extremely expensive uh, and you don't want to get home to a huge bill. No. So I usually add an abroad uh, add-on to my um, subscription. Yep. Which enables me to use data as I would at home. Sure. It's not too expensive for us we get 30-ish bucks yeah for two gigabytes of data yeah which have been enough previous years just to keep in in, in contact with your people uh, twitter facebook and stuff like that yeah. yeah you don't need that much data yeah. and i actually use it quite a lot to order ubers lifts and so on and pizza and i actually have ordered pizza once there you go um but this year, since I have a phone that actually can handle two SIM cards mm. in a much better way than I ever could have expected from it, mm -hmm. I'll probably look into getting uh, a US subscription as well yep. for more data and also a US number, which could come handy at some times. It could. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so that's communication. top tip, don't rely on the Wi-Fi. No. It might work. Then again, it might not. Yeah. And especially during the keynote. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be on Twitter during the keynote, ensure to have your phone or an LT-enabled device as a backup. Yep. Okay, you're going to be walking a lot, as yep. we've already said. We can't state that enough. No, we seriously, we cannot state that enough. And it's it's kind of hard to... We are both uh, born and, and raised in, I should say, fairly small cities. Yep. You even more than, than I have. But you would not believe what these... Uh, conferences are like nope. the sheer amount of people the, the the distances involved it was an eye-opener the first time when i went so yeah assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups yeah but they have actually which i've seen i need to verify how they done it apparently you shouldn't be required to cross between buildings to go between sessions this year okay so i wonder if they have put all the sessions in one of the buildings and the expo in the other one. So you do not need to run as much between sessions as you did last year. Cool. Uh, so that's good. Yep. And while you're walking around, you're probably going to have to carry stuff. Yeah. And worth noting is, unless something has changed completely, you're going to get a bag. Yeah. And it is most often a, a backpack. Yep. And a fairly good one at yep. that. Uh, a gazillion pockets. They've been of good quality. Yeah, pretty good. Then again, everyone's going to wear the same backpack. So if you lose yours, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, so mark your backpack. Yes. That's actually, actually a very good uh, thing to do. I usually uh, tie a Swedish flag on mine. Mm. And that's also good when you do, for example, exams in the exam halls. Yep. Because then you're... At you need to leave your bag yes. at the door. And then you need to find the bag again yeah. afterwards. So mark your bag in one way or another. Uh, I would recommend not to put stickers that you find at the conference on it because you will have a couple of others doing the same. Yeah. So bring a flag, bring a unique sticker, a tag, something like that. Or duct tape. Duct tape is okay. That would actually be an awesome thing to do. Duct tape the bag. I know, right? That would be a great name for a podcast episode as well. <laughs> True. Duct taped bag. Yep. So when you're at a session, one thing that I see, especially in the US, is this inability to put your behind down on a chair that is not at the end of the row. What is it with that? Why do people just sit down at the end of the row and not slide to the center of the row so it's easier for other people to attend. I'm one of those people. I do it because I, at any point, may need to leave for Twitter to meet someone and if the session isn't what I expected. Mind, if everyone were thinking like that, it would be a challenge. So in the rooms where you're able to, I usually stand. Oh, really? Yeah, stand at the back. Okay. Uh, because then I won't make such a big noise if I need to leave, if I'm in the middle of a row. Uh, and it's easy. I can sit down, I can tweet, I can do whatever. And you're usually closer to a power outlet. That is a good point. Uh, not saying that everyone should be standing along the walls of every mm. room. Uh, but, of course, you should ensure that as many people as possible get into the session rooms. So if some if if you need to move further into the row, uh, 
But if you're unsure if the session is something for you, stay at the wall, stand up, wait and see if the session is right for you. If you find it to be what you imagine it to be, stay and then you can have a seat. Mm. And if you don't, and this is very important, especially for a first-time attendee, I would say, it's okay to leave. Remember that many of these sessions, the abstracts for them are written way in advance. Yeah. Uh, and things could have changed. And it's easy to expect one thing from a ses uh, session and then get a totally different uh, topic or other things inside of the session that then you would have imagined or expected. Mm. And you're there to learn. So if the session doesn't suit you, leave. Do it as quietly and discreet as you can, but it's totally okay to leave. Okay, that's a top tip. Yep. Um, other ways to watch the sessions, because if you'll be doing quite a lot of walking, and yeah, if you're yeah. unsure, or if you want to catch multiple sessions... At the same time. At the same time. They introduced something in Atlanta, Yep, I believe, Yep. where you have a huge lounge area with about 20 different sessions on large screens. Yep. Sh it's shown simultaneously. Um, you get a headset if you don't bring your own, uh, and you can listen and change between the sessions from one seat. I used that a lot the last two years because I can catch all the sessions. If it's a session where I would like to ask questions or meet the speaker, I'll be there. But for other sessions, I can be sitting in a comfortable chair, watching a number of sessions simultaneously, uh, having a coffee. Uh, and that's a really good way to catch a fair amount of sessions. Especially in the very uh, large rooms where it might be hard to find a good seat. Yeah. And I mean, how fun is it to sit in all the way in the back? You don't hear exactly what's going on. You don't see the screen, so on and so forth. So yeah, that's that's a very good uh, option. Yep. Okay. Well, what will you be carrying around? Uh, that is a very good question. Water. Water. Yeah. Something to drink. Yeah. Because again, it's going to be it's going to be warm outside. It's going to be cold inside. Yep. And both of these temperatures require you to stay hydrated always carry some kind of, of power bank yep because you'd be surprised and basically you would not believe how fast your battery is going to go if you start tweeting and yep. then again the the wi-fi is going to eat your battery because it's going to be kind of iffy yep. so what what are you going to carry i usually carry nothing when i enter the building ah and carry more than I can carry on the way out. It's since, kind of fun to see, actually. Yeah, since I often hit the expo floor, that's where I spend most of my time during Ignite, I would say. Finding giveaways. <laughs> I'm actually talking to And partners. talking to yeah. people, yeah. But you, you, we, we have um, an MCT friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's an MVP in swag hunting. Yes, he is. And he usually claims that he can fill his uh, uh, British Airways Diamond member or whatever the highest tier of those mm -hmm. uh, British Airways is. And he can easily fill three bags with 32 kilos in each with giveaways. And the thing is, you've told me this yep. and I didn't believe it. Nope. Then I saw the guy in action. Yes. I am now a believer. <laughs> He's absolutely amazing. He'd probably bring home 
uh, a 32-inch plasma. He with has a- done at one point. I believe he actually received a TV at some point. Wow. Or some say at least. I need that guy's autograph. Yeah. So at the expo floor, mm-hmm. you will you if you want, you can bring home everything you like. I think my record is like 30 t-shirts. Yeah. Um and you can find anything. So have a bag to put it in. Mm-hmm. Also on the expo floor, meet the partners that are there, meet the sponsors, meet the exhibitors. Yep. Talk to them, but also respect that they are there to do business. If you're only there to get giveaways, be upfront with that. Yes. Uh, Don't string them along. No. And if you're there to get giveaways and you you could ask them, yeah, I'm only here for that, but give me a walkthrough of, uh, walkthrough of what you do. Mm. So you show an interest. They get something out of it. And you can find partners and solutions that you never had thought about before you entered the expo floor. Yep. So be respectful to, to the ones that are actually exhibiting and they're working. Don't take up more time than you need. Mm. If you are interested, of course, ask them for a side meeting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, go there be- uh, during sessions when it's a little less crowded. Way more quiet, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so be respectful. Have somewhere to put all the giveaways uh, and have a plan because there's usually around 350, 400 exhibitors, mm. something like that. Have a plan. Know what you want to meet, but also walk the aisles and see if you find anything of interest. Because that's a very, very important point, especially for us that is outside of the US. Yeah. It's easy to have the misconception that, nah, this is going to be 95% US only. Nothing of this is going to be applicable to me. And many of the things aren't. But then again, you are going to find hidden gems, stuff you did not know you needed. And I've stopped counting the number of new contacts and new people that I've met just by walking by and saying, oh, hello, what's this? Yep. And there you go. Yep. I think that that was actually the the, the first time that I met Pluralsight was exactly like that. All right. So how do you do afterwards? What do you do? after the, the sessions are over and the uh, expo hall has closed? Um, Go home and crash? <laughs> yeah, I, I would understand if you did that, oh, yeah, especially yeah. as the first-timer. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you want something else to do, some evenings they'll have meet and greets, they'll have the welcome reception at the expo after all the sessions is done, mm-hmm. and they will still have theater sessions during right. that time. So you will be able to grab something to eat, something to drink, uh, and catch some theater sessions. Yep. Um, but after that, there's usually a number of parties and other activities going on from the exhibitors and vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your eyes on Twitter. Ask around. Um, especially the larger exhibitors will be ha- hosting um, parties. Right. Ask if, if you work with a specific number of or a specific vendor. Clo- if you work closely with a specific vendor. Mm-hmm. Ask them in advance. Are you going to Ignite and are you planning any kinds of activities or parties? Yep. Um, that's a great way to meet new people. Uh, it's a great way to get uh, food and drinks. Um, so I usually attend a couple of activities uh, and some evenings even a couple of uh, activities. Yeah. 
on one email. Party hopping is not such a bad idea because the whole idea basically for, for us, for the whole conference is to meet people. Yeah. Uh, but as they usually uh, include alcoholic beverages, be careful with that because it, it will still be warm outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you have a long day the next day as well. Mm. So have a drink if you uh, like to. Um, take it easy. Remember that it's a day tomorrow as well. Also remember that at the Ignite celebration because you will be traveling home the day after. Yeah. And I usually take it a bit easier the day before I leave. Pace it. Yeah. Pace yourself. Yeah. And talk to people. Yep. It, that's the main reason for you being at parties. Yep. Right. And we had a few very good points from the first episode. Yep. One came from Katrina. She told me that, oh yeah, yeah there are going to be so many nice t-shirts, but basically none of them are uh, designed for women. So yep. if you're a woman, be mindful of the fact that 95% of all the swag, all the, the, the clothing given out is going to be for men. Yeah. And yeah, sizing. And, yeah. And that comes, as you said, both for models and sizing. Yes. Yeah. And also I was told that there is pre-clearance both at uh, Shannon. Yeah. And in Ireland. In, in Ar Shannon in Ireland and, and um, Dublin in Ireland. So there are two pre-clearances in on Europe. Ireland. In Europe. So and far. also Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi in the EMEA. Yep. No, uh, the, the Middle East. Middle East, yep. Okay. Well, that was episode three. And as Simon said, we are getting closer. Simon says. Simon says we're getting closer. And Simon also says, see you next week. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.